Hello and welcome to Divine Renovation for the rest of us. My name's Dan O'Rourke and along with me is Pastor Christopher Drew. How are you doing, Christopher? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm doing really good. It's good to be with you and with Paul Lang, who's over in the corner, our technical producer. It's good to see you over there, Paul. Uh, so look, Christopher, it's it's always fun when we, get to, when we come together yep. and have a conversation. Um, today, I have no idea what we're talking about. What are we talking about today, Christopher? Well, I want to talk about the, the fun-filled world of fasting. Whoa. Yeah. Said with alliteration. Fun-filled right? fasting. Fun-filled fasting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we we went we went through our our period of Lent. Did you fast? Did I fast? Did you fast? Oh, me personally. Yeah, you. Oh, it won't be at all awkward for me to say no. 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 Okay. okay but okay, okay. 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 One second. Before I, I'm feeling judged. I'm feeling judged by all the listeners. I'm feeling judged by you two guys in this room. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Laura and I had this conversation. My wife, Laura, uh, we had this. Uh, we had this conversation very briefly, and she's like, "Well, Dan, what are you going to give up for for Lent this year?" And I said, "Laura, I am in one of the more busy stretches of my life right now. I'm having a hard time keeping things together and juggling all the things and the priorities." I said, "I'm not so sure I can I can add that to my prayer life at the moment," and uh, and that was a short. Uh, that was sort of how the conversation began and ended. Uh, so so I I did not fast at Lent, and uh, I, I'm feeling a little bit guilty about it. And no, no, that's fine. It, it's uh, you. There's a there's a great. Um, there's a great passage in, in Luke where, where I Jesus did fast on Fridays though. Okay, just to be clear, like uh, that that I did do. So okay. the, the Fridays, you know, the, the the yeah. So that I did. Okay, good on you. But I didn't do the giving something up for Lent. Okay, perfect. Stick. So there's there's this great passage in, in Luke where where Jesus is talking about counting the cost, and he uses this example of you know if you're going to build a building, you better know how much it's going to cost before you start laying the foundation. Otherwise, people are going to walk by your half done building and, and laugh at you, which. Um, which is what you did. You looked at your life. You said, this is where I am. You looked at fasting and went, nope, that's not going to work. I might as well. That's what I did. I might as well not do it. So you did the right thing. Okay. I did. Well, I did. I did the, thanks I did. for listening to the Divine Renovation Podcast. <laughs> Sign it off. We're done now. <laughs> so I, I did the wrong thing. So I started. I said, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast. I'm going to give up. I'm going to have an evening snacking. That was going to be Evening my, snacking? Evening snacking. Was All be evening my, snacking? All evening snacking. You know, an evening happens every day. Yeah, it does. Oh, man. So <laughs> one of the things that I learned about myself a couple of years ago, and if anything, this was the this was the, the thing that allowed me to, um, to, to lose weight when I finally got serious about it. So I, I had to admit that, uh, that I am a four-meal-a-day person. Breakfast, lunch, supper, something in the evening. That... That I can, I can average it all out, so I'm not eating too much. But I can't, I can't cut one of them out consistently. You're like a hobbit. Yeah, <laughs> I need breakfast and second breakfast. Z's, yeah, second that's right. <laughs> absolutely. I just, you know, I want to graze, and so long as I can, I can make that work throughout the day. I'm fine. And I thought, I thought for Lent, maybe I could, maybe I could do better. You know, it's it's a 40 day period. Surely, as long story short, no, not even. <laughs> no, you couldn't. I could, I could not. I made it you about. You could not give up your evening no, meal too. No, I made it. I made it about a halfway. Yeah. And somewhere around the halfway mark, I realized that I was trying to smuggle in what you know an exception. <laughs> like it's not not really a snack if I didn't put it in a bowl. Like if I just <laughs> if I just reached in and took a couple of snacks out of a bag that I'm not I'm not breaking my fast like I'm you know <laughs> mostly fasting I'm mostly fasting yeah. I'm faster <laughs> that's right I, lessening I don't know I don't know what the anyway I somewhere somewhere around the, the halfway mark maybe a little bit more I just gotta look at this and I'm like well 
this clearly is not working. <laughs> and you had a moment of truth with yourself. Had a moment of truth. Yeah, yeah so you, this is, your cheesy fingered. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is clearly looking in the bathroom mirror, face covered in orange. <laughs> What's this might happening? Going well. <laughs> no, I. You know, it's it's that same thing where I I try to. When I when I bake, like I'm making cookies or something for the for the kids' lunch boxes for the for the week, like you know, it's it's not counting cheating on my diet if I'm just eating the cookie dough dough out of the bowl because I haven't actually had a cookie yet. <laughs> those aren't cookies. No, no, can't put no. those into my fitness pal. That, that's right. No, maybe that's not a thing. Yeah. So that was that was my experience with with fasting this this time around. So I it didn't it didn't work as well as it could have, but I like the concept of. Of fasting, I like the concept of fasting because it, it does a couple of things. Mm-hmm. But one, it it's meant to help shift our our dependency away from whatever the thing we're fasting from towards God. So food's as good of an example as any. But two, it 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 brings our it brings our body into um, into our our spiritual life and our prayer life in ways that we we tend to ignore. So every time. When I was that that week one, when I was when I was doing really well and oh, was one hundred percent first week, yeah, first week, yeah. When I would get to like you know eight o'clock or nine o'clock, and it would be the time that I'd normally have a little bit of a snack, that you know my stomach would rumble a little bit, and that would be this great mm, Christopher. I want cheesy. That's right. It would be this great <laughs> physical reminder that says, you know, I'm supposed to be spending more time. On my my spiritual life right now, so my my stomach was like the the alarm on my phone that chimed and saying. said yep. my body is communicating to me, and I go right. I I am deliberately abstaining from that activity because I want to spend more time developing my spiritual life. So it became this this almost. Um, not exactly battle, but it, it became it became a physical reminder that that's what I was supposed to do. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that's that's one of the things that I really like, and and we're really one of the reasons why I would I would fully advocate for periods of fasting in your in your life because it's not just about making myself miserable for a little bit. It's it really is about trying to deepen our spiritual lives. Right. So um, during Lent, did you, did your family fast as well, or was it just you? It was just me, and that was that we we, we talked ish ish. ish. <laughs> it was just me for a bit, yeah. and then it was none of us. Right. I, I joined the family, <laughs> and we 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 all talked about it. Good solidarity. Uh, we were in solidarity. We all talked about it in uh, around dinner one night as we we're getting close to Lent. We said, "This is something we want to do," and um, and my kids uh, they thought about it for a minute and they decided not yet. And I said, mm-hmm. "That's that's fine. This is, I can't I can't force you into fasting. Otherwise." That's missing the entire point of what we're doing. Yeah. So I'll, I'll try. I'll try to model it for you, yeah. and I modeled it poorly, but I tried. And uh, Megan, my wife, and I, we talked about it, and she uh, aspirationally thought she would give up snacking, but then didn't actually. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I tried for about a week and a half, and at that point, I started cheating, and then after that, I just gave up. Yep. So yeah. we were at um, we were at mass. Um, during Lenten period, and uh, I was there with my seven-year-old. It was just Cameron and I at the time. Uh, so seven-year-old Cameron and I sitting in, in the church, and, and we were talking about um, how why the statues were, were covered in in, um, in purple cloth. And uh, and as a part of that conversation, we started talking about fasting and giving things up for for Lent. And um, anyways, uh, we were uh, I was, he was asking me well, like what kind of things do people give up during Lent? As my seven-year-old, and I'm like, well, you know. It depends. Uh, you know, sometimes people give up chocolate or, or coffee, but generally it's something that they like or something that, that that's in their lives. And, they're, and they're, they're giving that up as, as sort of uh, 
a sacrifice and recognition for the sacrifice Jesus is, is uh, giving up his life and body for us. And um, anyways, it was a good little conversation that we had. It was just before mass. And anyways, the next day I, I got home from work and uh, Laura says to me, hey, Dan. So yeah. Did you know that Cameron gave up chocolate for Lent? I'm like, wow. what? She's like, yeah. I, I tried to give all three, all the boys, I got three boys. I tried to give all the boys some chocolate. And Cameron said, no, 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 no. He's not going to have any because he's given up chocolate for Lent. And she said, I had no idea. He didn't tell me. Did he tell you? And I'm like, you know what? I think it was because we had that conversation. And, and put into context, he decided all on his own, without even being asked, he decided he was going to give up chocolate. And he had uh, given up chocolate for Lent. Yeah. And uh, so uh, instead of, of, of eating chocolate, Laura had a great conversation with him. Um, she said, well, you know, uh, she, she encouraged him. And she said, well, so given that you're not going to have any chocolate because that's something you gave up for Lent, this is a good time for you to, to just maybe say a prayer and be thankful to Jesus for what he gave up. And that's what he did and I thought wow you know look at us knocking it out of the park as parents accidentally good uh, so sometimes like, yeah. sometimes the accidental home run is exactly the home exactly run it. I went for a bunt and had a home run yeah. <laughs> that's how I felt it was great I'm like yeah dadding like I'm like a real champ <laughs> no that's great because again one of the one of the things that I think we can struggle with is that we have so much in our lives like there's so much going around us so a, a, a friend of mine did give up for give up for Lent. Uh, she decided to give up uh, like TV and movies. So be it be it cable or, or going to the movies or Netflix, like whatever form of video was going to it was going to be consumed. Like all of that was 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 cut off, and and suddenly she became extraordinarily productive. Like she, I think she painted three or four pictures. She did all these other activities that she'd been putting off. And she said, I, I, I never realized how much time I was spending on this, these other things that I could have been spending, you know, in other ways, you know, in, in prayer and in reflection. Um, and, and it, you know, how, how that shakes out in the coming weeks and months as you, as we move away or have moved away from, um, from this period, we'll, we'll see what that looks like. But, but still, I mean, there was that moment of kind of reclaimed time or reclaimed energy or reclaimed activity that, again, I think, I think fasting can really, really bring into our lives if we're, if we're willing to uh, engage in that, in that level of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the things w with fasting is uh, it, it's not always easy. No. And so, like, we've got different people listening, and I, I want to I be respectful to all the various audiences. I know we have priests and, and pastors that listen. I hear from them uh, via email or at, at events. I also know we have lay people listening, people who sit in, in pews, and, and, and some of them are on, on different stages of their journey. And so, uh, you know, for those who are less accustomed to to, pass, to, to fasting, um, what, what would be some of sort of the, the early steps and stages in terms of if we want, if that was something that we thought, okay, well, I could do some fasting, what, what, what kind of advice would you give that person? Well, I guess I, I, I would say that it, it's okay to start small that that you don't have to give up this this massive uh, you know, this massive activity I I mean coffee is always a good example where where a lot of people when they come into a fast they'll say you know I, I enjoy coffee I you know I'm gonna I give up all coffee for for this this period of of fast and it's perfect now if if you are a avid coffee drinker like I am for for giving up coffee, you probably need to 
prepare for that. <laughs> Take Advil. It's, it's really a substitution at that point. Well, kind of, yeah. Because <laughs> you're um, going to have some withdrawal. Well, this is, this is what I mean. Like, and and you, have to, you have to try to figure out what you're trying to aim mm -hmm. at here. So you're saying, like, am I, am I attempting to give up? caffeine am i you know what what's my goal in this so there i mean there are multiple goals in fasting one of them is exactly what you said is is i i am attempting to in a in a ever so small way emulate the sacrifice of christ i am giving up this thing that i love for something that i love more and i'm trying to engage in that sacrifice the other part is that idea of, of reclaiming time, that whatever I would have been doing with that activity, I will now spend in, in prayer or, or reflection or acknowledgement or I had said that it, it allows your body to be a bit more of a, a prayer cue. I mean, there are lots of mm -hmm. benefits from it. So again, coffee, let's go back to that. Um, you, you, can you say, I'm going to give up coffee, but I'm going to try to, I'll, I'll try to drink tea. Obviously, you're not going to reclaim any time. Like you're probably going to spend the same amount of time preparing one and engaging with the but every time you're drinking and you're getting a flavor of tea and not a flavor of coffee, that is a bodily reminder that I am, I am doing this thing because my spiritual life is, is important. And you should receive it that way. Like you should receive that, that taste of Earl Grey in your mouth as, as a, as a you know, physical prayer to God. That well, it's Earl Grey is more penance to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love tea. Earl Grey is not one of the teas. Can, can, can I tell you, I, years ago, <laughs> I was engaging in a, in a 30-hour famine. I drank my coffee black now. I didn't then. Mm -hmm. And about a week before the famine, I had this sudden realization come crashing into my, my mind that I'm not going to be able to drink coffee while I'm on this famine either. So I'm going to be giving up food and coffee for 30 hours. I mean, I was like a, like a, like a four cup a day. Like I was a heavy coffee drinker. And... And I'm going to be spending a night at a camp with, with all these teenagers, all in this same bubble. And I realized, like, I am going to murder somebody <laughs> on hour 28. Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in a terrible, I, so I, I had to give myself, I had to give myself runway. So I had to stop drinking coffee a week before I started my, my famine because I needed to, I, I needed to detox. And I, it took until... Thursday before the the fog cleared and the mm -hmm. headache cleared on uh, on the Wednesday before that I had this realization that I, what I was functionally giving up was caffeine not coffee and um, I, I picked up a, um, a decaf coffee I guzzled it it, <laughs> it it was hot I probably burned my mouth but I, I had never tasted something so good in my life uh -huh. like it was un real. So again, so for fast for people who are, are engaging in fasting for the first time ever, I really think preparation is actually important. If if you've never ever done it, don't underestimate how challenging that it this is going be to be. For you. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And accept failure because if you try to fast for a few days, <laughs> wait, wait, now, like, I, like I just I did, say, like I've done. It's okay to accept failure. Because I because who yeah. already admitted to failure. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because having tried um, and and gained some distance is a lot different than a lot different than saying you know nuts to this I'm never going to try I mean I understand that you didn't you didn't do it this time one second hey hey hey, yeah. hey one second yeah, but you did your Fridays you did I, your I Fridays. knew we should have started this at the two minute mark or stopped this at the two minute mark <laughs> that's right I said you did the right thing only to swing back and say well actually I did the right thing <laughs> that's right you see how that swing <laughs> if I talk long enough I become right. <laughs> <laughs> But I had um, 
I had a, fr- I had a friend of mine who um, who decided that they were going to um, the one that, that they are going to fast a meal a day. So they weren't they weren't cutting out huge amounts of food, but they were gonna they were functionally yeah. skipping lunch is what they were doing. Um, but but again, I don't want to downplay that. Like it was, I, you know, on, on a lot of busy days, uh, you know, I may breeze by lunch and suddenly realize it's you know two it's three thirty and you know, there's no point eating now. Like I might as well just wait for a few more hours and have supper. Like that that certainly happens. But it was it was a meaningful activity. It was it was um, it was a. Um, it was a, it was a gift, and 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 they meant it. They had to think it through. They had to do it. They had to, they had to plan for it. Like it, it was important to them. So again, for for starting, there's no there's no reason why starting small is uh, is something to be looked down upon. Starting starting small is really probably exactly what you want to do. Right. Well, I think it's important to mo- to, to point out uh, one of the things you said there was you know. To recognize the the intention behind it, because yeah. fasting is not dieting. No, that's right. I mean, these are not one and the same, right? It's yeah. it's about being intentional about giving something up uh, for for your spiritual life. Yeah, and and for to 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 reaim your focus. Reaim yeah. is that is that a word? Or just aim. No, just aim. Yeah, not yeah. reaim. Just aim your focus yeah. uh, at God and at Christ. Yeah, and so if it, it's about that context, that's so important. What I love about fasting, uh, says nobody ever, but <laughs> what I love about fasting, what I think is important about fasting is, you know, as part of the divine renovation sort of ministry and the work we're up to is we want people to be missional and, and move a parish from maintenance to mission. And, and part of that is not just understanding that you're a Christian on Sunday, right? That, you know, when you leave after your, your, your Sunday service, uh, that you're still a Christian for the rest of the week. Yeah. And I think fasting gives us that op- that opportunity it does. to touch base and so when we talk about this being the divine renovation for the rest of us, because we're trying to move you from maintenance to mission, and that's that's exactly it. So you're you're engaging in your 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 spiritual life, your your Christian walk, daily. Like it's, it becomes part of who you are from Monday to the next Sunday, or you know, I guess if you pop in on Saturday for that mass. Like it's just it's. Whatever, like it's 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 making it more than just your mass experience. And, and what a perfect way to 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 have it journey with you throughout the week, because yeah. fasting is 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 presumably for most people when you're in a fast, yeah. it's 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 a daily thing or it's at least a regular thing. Yeah. Uh, so some like like I said for 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 Lent, you know, Friday fasting was a thing for me. So every Friday, yeah. I was very much in touch with with you know where my mind and heart and soul were. Yeah. Uh, because I knew come Friday that you know I wasn't going to be having a steak for supper, and instead yeah. it was going to be a salad. Yeah, uh, and that was sort of my my, uh, my the small tip of my hat this year to, yeah. to Lent. Yeah, well, no, and that's and that's that's perfect. I, and and uh, a couple of years back now, probably a bit more than a couple, must must be closer to to, to five or six. I I decided that a, a fast that I wanted to try, and it, and it worked. So I did this over. I did this for Advent, mm-hmm. and I wanted to have a uh, I wanted a, a digital fast. So I and I had to figure out how to parse this because my my work requires me to send and receive emails to do some social media things. Like so, there there are aspects of my job that requires me to do that, and and I had to say no 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 those those things are necessary. I, I have to you know, that those are ways you communicate. Sometimes I receive Facebook messaging from you know people like I have to respond to that like yep. that's that's what that is. But the other part of it is you know I. 
I watch a lot of TV or I or in my case, you know, I, I play a lot of a lot of games. And I said, no, I, I'm going to I'm going to toss all of that out and I'm going to that's going to be part of fast because I want to enter into the to the Advent season leading into the Christmas season. I want to be really present for this that I that I want to experience it in it in its fullness. And that was that was challenging. It was challenging for the people around me because they they in fairness had a hard time knowing like if I so if I send you an email, are you gonna see it? I said, well, I'll see it at, when I get into my office. But but if you need me to see it at night, then no, I won't. I won't see it. Like if, if it's important, you're gonna have to call me. Uh, but so there are lots of ways. So I I wouldn't equate one to one fasting means something that you're not eating or drinking anymore. Like there are mm-hmm. lots of ways to engage in fasting. It's it's again it's giving up that that thing that's important for. Uh, for for more cues towards your spiritual life. So, for those of us uh, who might be considering a fast, yeah, or for, uh, for for leaders that are listening who might uh, might be well served to invite their communities to to be in a fast, what would be some of the what, what's what are some of the things that we should? What are the guidelines? I guess for for giving up stuff. What what should I be giving up, Christopher? Tell me what I should give up for my fast and how I should decide what that thing is. Well, that's a good question. So I, I would say that the absolute first thing, if you're if you're thinking about a fast or if you're explaining it to somebody, I mean, I think the first thing has to go back to something you said a little while ago, is giving up fat or a, something for a fast is not about dieting, or it's not about you saying, you know, I think I watch a little bit too much TV. Maybe I'm going to watch a little bit less. So it's it's not about that. And if you make it that. You can do that, but let's let's not pretend that it's a fast. That's Call the, it is. Yeah, it's, that's right. It's 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 a diet. You're it's a cleanse. It's a whatever, whatever. And all of those things are are choices you can make. But when it's a it's a fast, we're saying whatever, however I was engaging before means I want to now engage deeper with with God, and that has to be your starting point. You have to be saying that that the reason why I'm going to stop doing X, Y, or Z is because I want my my spiritual life. Uh, deepened, mm-hmm. and the next thing is is to find something that that is in fact a reasonable sacrifice. So I could give up chocolate, no problem, because I eat almost zero chocolate on <laughs> any given day. I I don't have much of a sweet tooth. I I, I like to bake, um, but I always I, I I pawn it off on other people because I like the activity. Tend not to eat so. The odd chocolate chip cookie. Other than that, giving up chocolate is not a sacrifice for me. In the same sense that a person who never drinks coffee or never watches TV, that those things are not sacrifices. So it has to be something that is a part of your uh, daily or, or weekly rhythm that you are legitimately giving up. So I could take a fast from my workout routine? You could, I suppose, take a fast from your workout routine <laughs> if if you feel like that is is sacrificial. And that's not crazy. I mean, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It yeah. goes back to that running thing, right? So some people um, really get a lot of joy out of running. Other people find it as as a painful, horrible experience. Yeah. Um, if you're getting joy out of it, you might want to fast from it. Well, well, that's it. And or. Um, well, no, I mean, I guess if we're talking about fasting. That I mean, it, it would be about it would be about giving up the activity, and it would be about reclaiming the time. So it's it's about it's about shifting it and making you you aware of um, you aware of Christ in that in that time. And mm-hmm. like I said, the, the 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 tricky part is 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 what do you what do you do next? Because the if you're a, an evening runner or a, or a morning runner, what you don't want to accidentally do is go like, well, normally I'd get up a little bit early for work and I'd go for a run. Uh, I guess I get to sleep in now. Like at that point, 
you've 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 missed it. like you, we've, you're missing the point. We've missed the point here. Yeah. yeah, your point is not that you've given up running for a period of time. Your point, the point is that I'm I'm deepening my spiritual life. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is, it's not just a it's not just a throwing out or or a setting aside. It's a importing something else in. Have you ever had any good fasts? Yeah, I've had a, so the the technology one that I told you about that was that was great. Like I yeah. really really appreciated that. Um, uh, a couple of years earlier than that, um, my my folks went away for uh, for a trip. So they had their uh, their condo at the time was was vacant. So I said, you know, I have this. I have the I have some time in my calendar. I'm going to I'm going to have a little retreat. And I decided that I was going to I was going to fast um, all day. That I was going to have I was it was going to be a one meal a day fasting process and that lasted I think I did that for three days and that was that was hard um, and what I what I, I had to look up and I and I appreciated the advice was that um, if you are not used to doing that um, it's you're you're going to make yourself sick and that you you really probably need to drink you know juice or sugar like you're going to need to, to replace that a little bit or you're going to be miserable beyond what's helpful so so i accepted that and again every every single time you know usually around noon my my stomach would rumble it would be that i, I treated it like a like a call to prayer like your church bell ringing my, my <laughs> stomach is grumbling i guess it's prayer time excellent yeah. I, I remember many years ago um so that oh gosh i don't know how it must have been eight eight-ish years ago so a long yeah. time ago so uh, as you know i'm, I'm executive director at uh, jp2 media and about eight years ago so our work was ma- mainly on creating television programming um and i can remember going to meet with father james mallon and uh at, at the glebe house because uh, we'd had this meeting it was a production related meeting we were working on on sketching out a, a new uh, video production and i can't remember if it was just him and i or we, if, if we might have had some of our other uh, other team present but um, so I showed up and I'd had a long day of work. So I was doing this on the side, right? So it wasn't my main job. And uh, so I'd had a long day of work and uh, I went straight from one from that piece of work over to the Glebe House uh, to meet with with Father James and 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 I think part part of our team. And uh, it was going to be one of those long drawn out meetings that that you know are, are really important but also kind of exhausting. And uh, it had been a long day already for me, right? So I'm, so I'm already tired, and I'm going in over, over to the Glebe House, and, and we're sitting down to, 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 to hammer stuff out, and we're hammering away. And then we, we go upstairs uh, to um, – because our, our office was in the basement and, uh, of, of the Glebe House. This is, is JP2 Media history for you. The JP2 Media office used to be in the basement of a Glebe House. Uh, now it's, it's, it's grown. We've been on a university campus. Now we're here at St. Benedict Parish. But so we're at the Glebe House, and we go upstairs for, for supper. And I had, in my, my, my vast Christian wisdom, forgotten it was um, Lent and it was a Friday and that we were fasting. And I was so hungry, <laughs> so tired. And when you're at a Glebe house, uh, this Glebe house anyways, uh, the supper provided was this small bowl of, of fruit from a can. Uh, and I mean small, dude. Like, you know, this is like barely showing up kind of fruit. And, uh, and then there was this sort of watery chicken soup. And that was supper. And all I could think to myself was, how am I going to survive the next two hours of meetings and do the planning? Because I don't think this is going to cut it. This is like, you know, some flavored water and, and some fruit from a can is just not going to. It's going to do it. Not going to do it. So that for me is, is my, my worst memory when it comes to fasting. Well, that's fair. Because, I mean, obviously, and uh, I'm, I'm going to put words in your mouth, you know, obviously you were at a, at a novice level of fast 
and you accidentally I wasn't fasting. I was I was I was visiting someone who was. <laughs> and you accidentally <laughs> stepped into an expert level of fast space. And that's again that's that's what I mean. You you need to know you need to know where you are. And um, I I used to uh, there are these these books that um, a Christian devotional writer and uh, they're they're easy. Like the like you like if you are an avid reader, you should be able to chew through these in an hour. Like they're not no, they're, these are not deep theological tomes. And and I used to kind of look down my nose. I, and I I liked them and all, but I kind of looked up, down my nose at people who who spent lots of time with them because I I I, th- I treated them like like fluff. That um, but then I I had this period of time where I uh, I was at home. Uh, the my my oldest was two. My young uh, my my middle child was had just been born. She was a newborn, and I was actually spending some parental leave at at home. And and there was so much activity going around. Like my mental capacity for engaging with with all things spiritual was was really low. That 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 I found reading these what were what I kind of had considered relatively simple books suddenly became expert level stuff. Like I had a hard time chewing through a chapter. Again, I realized that you. You have to look at the, the the level that you're you're at. Nobody walks into a gym and and flips the treadmill on high and runs for ten kilometers or having never run before. Like nobody does that. Nobody you know deadlifts you know hundreds of pounds. Like nobody does that having not done it before. And this this is true with fasting or with any spiritual practice that you don't walk into it an expert. You walk into it at the, at the level that you're you're at. And and God receives the service at the level that you can give in the same way that He would receive the level of service from a, from an expert. So, so that's I mean again I think that's just a, a key learning point. Yeah, I think that I think it's actually pivotal to, to understanding how we journey into it, and also how we understand who others who are journeying into it. Right. So it's like let's not be judgmental yeah. of others whose whose fasts we we look at and go, well, is yeah. that really a thing? Come yeah. on. I mean, we don't know what we have to be respectful of where they might be on their journey and yeah. not. You know, project our own strengths uh, into yeah. into their weaknesses, yeah. and I think you know, not to, to tease Father James in his absence, although I like to. Um, but I mean, going to Father James's uh, house that night and uh, having you know a small bowl of soup and fruit, he was projecting his fast onto me <laughs> when really I wanted a Big Mac. Yes. <laughs> so, so I think there's a, this notion of also being mindful of of not uh, not letting your fast be too much of an imposition for others. Yeah, and along with that, what I was going to say is there's there's a great principle that's in the in the New Testament where where Jesus sort of chides the the Pharisees who are who are avid fasters. They fast uh, two or three times a week, and he and he looks at them and he says, you know what? If you're going to fast, fast. That's great. I'm not going to tell you not to. What I am going to tell you is wash your face, comb your hair, and stop walking around like you're miserable. Like stop stop making this a show because if you're making this a show, mm-hmm, you're yeah. not making this about God anymore. You're making it about you and the people around you. So if you're engaging in a fast, um, not exactly be secret about it, but but the goal is not to be showy about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm giving up a thing because I want to deepen my relationship with God, not that I want to get multiple likes on the Facebook post that I have about me giving up the thing. Like I, and it's and it's a tough again. It's a tough road to walk. It's it's okay to explain that you're you're doing a thing, or, or or if you're having a hard time with it, you know, prayerfully ask for help or consideration. But that's not what that's not what Jesus was calling out. That's certainly not what the Pharisees were doing. They they wanted people to look at them and go, "Wow, yeah. 
Look how how spiritual this person is. Look how 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 wonderful they are. And and it, it just it, it blew the point of what they were doing out of the water. Or in fact, it highlighted what the point they were they were aiming at anyway. So our again, our goal, whatever it is, whether it's a massive sacrifice on paper or what it seems like a minor sacrifice on paper is to not make ourselves miserable. Our goal is to make sure we are we are connecting with God. So uh, this is this is sort of related to fasting, but it takes a bit of a bigger view of it. And there's, there's another principle that I, that I am positive that I got from listening to a podcast by Andy Stanley years ago, but but I wouldn't quote me on it. And it was something that he talked about when uh, I guess he would have been closer to my stage of life, where his kids were younger, relatively newly married, and he he adopted a principle of. Um, uh, you know, no for now, not forever, which is saying that I to make my to make my family work, to make my spiritual life work, that there are times where I have to say no to things that I would kind of like to say yes to, but that the timing of them is is not right. And again, this this takes fasting into um, kind of a bigger space, almost a slower space, but it's it's about looking at the season of life that I that you're in. So for me, one of the things that uh, that I would like to do at some point is as I, I would like to get a little more education. I'd like to get doctor in front of my name, partly because I think it's going to sound really cool. <laughs> and I might insist on everybody referring to me as, as Dr. The Christopher doctor. for a little while anyway. Oh, the doctor, even better. <laughs> anyway, but right now with the, with the stage of life that my kids are in, with the stage of life of ministry that I'm in, with, with everything that's going on around me, it would be selfish and detrimental for me to enter into that level of, of work. I'm looking at it and saying, I'm saying no to this right now uh, because there are other things around that are more important. And at, at its heart, that's what we're talking about with fasting, that I'm saying no to something for now, not forever, because there are other things going around me that are more important, and I want to make sure that they're not choked out. Mm-hmm. So we've just... Um We've exited the Lenten season. Lent is sort of like the quintessential fasting season. Yeah. But we don't need to be in an actual calendar season to, Lent, to, no. to fast, right? No, not at all. So, so what, what, what would make a good time? Like what, what guidelines are there for when we should fast? Well, I think it really depends on, on what you're, you're fasting from. Uh, I mean, you know, if you can get out your high points, like if you're at that spot where you are, are coming up towards a, a decision that you want to make and you, you want to get yourself in that a little bit more of a frame of mind, I mean, that's, that's an opportunity. But I would say that the time to fast is the time that you think that I would like to fast, that, that you don't need to land it. On, on a flip side, I, I always find it interesting. This show is just still the weight that Christianity carries around. I don't think they do this anymore, but there was a period where, where McDonald's had their, their special deals. Oh, yep. Yeah. And it and it was fish on Fridays um, because... filet fish filet fish yeah. And and the, and the entire reason that the filet fish exists is because that first McDonald's, sorry, the second McDonald's restaurant was in a heavily Catholic populated area and he was not selling hamburgers on Fridays and he needed to make another another sandwich to make that work. So that's just that, that weight of, you know, fasting can Change the world. They gave us the filet fish. I don't know if that was the change you're aiming for, but, but, but there was, it is. Thank you, Catholicism. <laughs> I, you know, I can't say I've ever even had a filet fish. No, I neither have I. I'm not sure if that makes me a bad Christian or a good person or good food connoisseur. A good food connoisseur. Yeah, good, one of those. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. Uh, so, Christopher. Yeah. Um, if people want to find more of you. And they're not fasting from you. <laughs> Where can they look you up? Uh, why don't you find me on uh, Twitter, uh, at Topher D. Drew. Or uh, you can catch me live on uh, on most Sundays. Uh, we live stream uh, Stevens Road Baptist Church Facebook. 
Excellent. And uh, my name is Dan O'Rourke, and you can find me on Twitter at Dan O'Rourke. And for all things Divine Renovation, you can find us at divinerenovation.net, where our website exists to provide you with resources and podcasts and information about our upcoming events, like our Divine Renovation 2018 conference, which we have so much planning left to do on. Uh, And of course, there's a Patreon there. So if you feel called or moved by the Holy Spirit to support us financially, the only reason that this ministry exists, which does things like this podcast, but so much more, uh, is through the generous donations of our supporters. Uh, Christopher, like all of our podcasts on the Divine Renovation for the rest of us uh, podcast, (laughs) we don't have a solid ending planned or sketched out. In this case, I would like you to say filet fish in French. Oh, I I don't know. I no no idea. I have no idea. Poisson. Is that it? Poisson au fish. I don't know. Poisson's fish. That's about yeah, as good as my French yeah. gets. Maybe O with an accent. O, O. I don't know. Poisson. I think I think we should fade to the music. <laughs> <laughs>